This is Mona Lisa Baseball. Someone had commented on they're down to blow it up, the powers that be. Just wanted to be real clear. They don't believe they're blowing it up. They believe they're making it better. Uh, well, sure. Potato, potato. Where's the proof of that? Straight cash, homie. I think the proof of that is... It's in the pudding. Where's the proof of it? Because the ratings are just a little bit up, and the World Series was the lowest rated World Series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, is it really working? Like, is it? I don't know. Like, yeah, we have more stolen bases. Yay. Yeah, I know. It's... A few episodes ago, where I was asking, how do you feel about baseball right now? How do you actually feel? I was really trying to get people to dig down deep and ask the question just so they could come up with, I don't know, maybe less than I used to, or oh, I used to care about it a lot more. And I just kind of have a feeling that everyone feels that way. Yeah. With the ABS stuff, I have this visual of watching a game with the strike zone. Yeah. And then if it's a strike, instead of it being like a green, it's like a happy face emoji. Yeah. Mm. yeah. You know, like a bunch of them pop up. Or like when you're in a team's meeting and there's a bunch of clapping hands. Totally. Uh, and then if you miss, it's like a crying emoji. Yeah. You know, they can customize it to their uh, audience, which I think would be pretty Ooh, neat. Maybe to their uh, the home team mascot. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Oh, so if it's a strike, it's the mascot's face. If it's not, it's just like a hollow, yeah. sad circle. Just something else to maybe think about for Team Blowed Up. You can add that into just really dumbing down this game with strike zone calls being emojis. You guys, they're installing Hawkeye in every MLB stadium. It's getting installed. Oh, yeah. So they can use it. Bring it on. However they want. There's three levels of using it. Let's get real. Level one, after a big pitch, like a closeout pitch, you know, yeah. they can show the 3D projection on the Jumbotron. Look at that pitch, how it came in and struck him out or he hit it. Okay. You get that line coming through the 3D box. They'll change the perspective. It's all 3D. It looks amazing. That's level one. Level two is the ABS challenge where the guy taps his helmet three times and it goes to the Jumbotron and we see a less interesting view of it, a more clinical view of it. And then everyone gets to cheer or boo based on whether it was right or not. Yeah, just like tennis. Level three is complete robot umpire control. The umpire just has a thing in his ear. It just tells him balls or strikes. But once the system's installed, you can just go from level one to level two to level three at whatever rate makes sense for you. Right. But it's not going to be his call anymore. It'll be technology's call, but it'll be lightning fast, yeah. you know, and, and if it's an obvious strike, obviously he can wow. call it, right? But if it's close, there might be a little bit of a delay. If the computer crashes, he has to call it, but otherwise he's got to, yeah. he or she, they have to call it the way that it's in, yeah, the earpiece sells. I think that's what we're going to realistically see. So yeah, that is season. how the system works in, in the Atlantic League. That's how it works. He has an earpiece. Wonderful. Guess what happens sometimes? Earpiece falls out. Nothing works perfectly. You know, every system has flaws. I think we have a new dynamic now to kicking dirt on the umpire where the umpire will be like, hey, it wasn't even my call of the machine. And then you just continue to berate him with dirt. It kind of says something different. What if you had an electronic scrambler in your back pocket? Just a little bit of radioactive material or a little radio emitter. No one could see it. You could even sew it into your back pocket and it would just screw with his thing and he'd have to call the game himself. I mean, that would be a great prank. Oh. Didn't put my contacts in. <laughs> Do it to like Angel Hernandez, somebody that no one's going to defend. It. It'll be reminiscent of the naked gun scene where the first pitch comes in and the whole crowd's silent and he goes, strike? Right. Kind of as a question. Yeah. That's how I'm going to start calling it when their earpiece falls yeah. out. Uh, 
ball. I don't Steve Reich. know. <laughs> Bringing it back to baseball. Uh, no. No. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Jesus. No. I don't know, man. I'm just trying to keep it real. Fun police. Uh, I'm just excited about ABS. Like, just let's bring it on. We'll see what level we're going to be at next year and the year after that. I think we're going to be level one next year, and then we'll advance level two probably a year or two after that. <clears throat> All right. Clayton Kershaw, you guys. He allowed six runs and recorded just one out in an 11-2 to loss to the D-backs in the playoffs this year. And it's like, mm. this guy cannot play in the playoffs. I, it's sad to see it. Mm. Going to be a stain. It's like every time you'd be like, wow, look at these stats, Clayton Kershaw. Look at these stats. This guy was amazing. And, but th- if you're in the room with more than one person, that guy's going to be like, yeah, but you know, he choked in the playoffs, man. And it's like, <laughs> that sucks for him. Yep. It sucks for him. And and, and that's yep. probably yep. the only thought in his head when he was taking the mound that day. That was honestly a big start for him to erase that reputation. And it just, it only confirmed it even more. Baseball's such a mental game, you guys. Yeah. He's a free agent. And he's not the hottest free agent. I mean, Shohei is, obviously. And there's like probably three or four guys before him. But um, yeah, he's looking for a club next season. I don't know if the Dodgers are going to pick him up. We'll see. Probably will. You have to feel for the guy at this point. Like, How do you have such stellar dominant performances over that long of a career and then consistency that he has of being terrible in the playoffs it's kind of cringe it's like chalkboard for me it's like hard to to watch tough to watch six runs and one out that's a meltdown you guys i still get a kick out of it as a fan of the giants and not my uh distaste for the dodgers but my goodness yeah (laughs) he's still human while i feel for the guy on one level there also is something redeeming about a guy that's okay with coming out of a game early with a perfect game. Oh. Does deserve some sort of FU from the sport of baseball. You don't think you put up a little bit of a fit with Dave Roberts? I really don't know, but I heard a post game and it was kind of supportive of the decision more than combative. I think if there was ever a position to say, it's not one that I agree with, but I'm behind my manager. I don't think anyone's getting fined for saying something like that. Yeah. But I think he tried to go with the best for the team approach, which I just think it's bad for the sport in general. And I think it was lousy. He said in that press conference, it was already decided before the game, so I didn't even think about it. Didn't even think about it. But I guarantee you he thought about it. Just like he was thinking about when he was on the mound, he was thinking about this is my legacy. I better not choke. And he choked really hard. And the Dodgers got eliminated quickly. I like it when players are completely honest with what's going on. Like you got some really good interviews post Astros getting caught cheating. Bellinger comes to mind where they said, what do you think about the Astros? And he just lays it down. Another free agent. Sometimes you got to risk a fine to say what you think. And I want to hear that more from players when it's clearly bad for the sport when you're taking out pitchers whether it's pre-decided or not in the middle of a perfect game, it's not good for the sport. Nobody likes it. And if people aren't speaking up about it, I think everyone loses. Yeah. And talk about being robotic. All right. We're for sure taking you out no matter what happens in this game that you're about to play. Great. And then you have an opportunity to do something literally perfect. And no, too bad. (laughs) Your manager is anti-perfect games and no hitters. Too bad. (laughs) 
unprecedented no hitter by committee is just as exciting. Come on, admit it. Yeah, I want to add mm, false that he did become the first pitcher in postseason history to allow five or more before recording an out. So there's a record for you. Oof. <laughs> Yikes. Holy. Yeah, don't tell your grandkids that one. He's just such a great pitcher. He's just he's one of the greatest ever, really, if you really look at what he's done. He just can't seem to extend that into the fall. I guess it's the cold weather. I don't know. He needs a dome. Needs a dome. Yeah, he should go to Houston. <laughs> Pull a Verlander. <laughs> Get this guy a dome. Oh, maybe that is the angle, guys. What it used to be. For the American League, it's like, oh, you want to get a couple extra years in the bigs, you go to the American League in DH. Now, as a pitcher, you want to stick around a couple extra years, you find a home team with a dome. Yeah. Okay, do you guys want to hear some other postseason numbers? Numbers. Everyone loves the new rules because numbers went up. Stolen bases are up. Attempts are up. Percentage of success is up. Batting average by lefties is up. That's so great. We don't want numbers that go down. Well, that's that's not good. That makes us feel bad. We like numbers that go up. <laughs> you just proved that baseball is back. Well, if it's back, why was this the lowest rated? Yeah. I mean, the lowest rated World Series. I think more people are watching on the internet. I really do think that's kind of why that happened. But back to numbers. Um, There were quite a few offensive feats happening in the postseason. And, you know, some people are like, well, let's, let's take a look at some of those balls because we can analyze these things now. They cut them in half and look at them. The overall postseason batting average has climbed from 213 to 241. 213, yeah. From last year. And batting average for left-handed hitters has risen from 217 to 244. Hmm. Yeah, the shift is working, guys. Although, you know, with a small sample size, we don't know for sure, but... Why not spin it that way? The playoff games were about the same as the regular season games. They're all about three hours. The playoff games were a little longer, as you would hope. There were seven pitch clock violations oh, wow. through all 36 postseason games. Oh, great stat. I was wondering about that. That's seven too many, but that's... I actually thought it would be worse. I thought there'd be more, and I thought one would happen in a big moment, and everyone there'd be articles about it. And that kind of almost happened. It just didn't quite reach the threshold of super important moment. With that stats called P PPTV pitcher pitch timer violation. Amazing, yeah. Just seven. Not just pitch PPTV violation. Not PCV because that's another. There's a bunch of different kinds of violations. We broke it down before. Like the batter has two kinds of violations he can commit, and then the pitcher has pitcher has one, and then the catcher has one too. The catcher can actually everyone can fuck this up. So, but yeah, stolen base attempts are up significantly. Last year we had 1.1 per game. This year we had 1.6. Woo! Success rate is up from like uh, 78 to 85. Hot damn percent. Yeah. This just mirrors the type of numbers we were talking about in the regular season. It's not super interesting, but... I don't know. If you're a catcher, you defensively, I mean, that's got to be pretty damn fun. Have more guys going. It's almost like the pressure's off a little bit. It's like you're not expected to throw them out. I always thought that was a pretty fun thing to watch. Like, whenever a catcher, Patrick Bailey did it a couple times, stole it from Santiago, I think, from his knees and, like, throws just a bullet. God, you just, you have to appreciate that. The seeing that a little bit more is pretty fun. It's too bad that they had to make it easier mm. for them to be safe for that to happen. But, you know, what are you going to do? Complain about it. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys hear about Jose Barrios? No. Okay, Blue Jays. He's their starter. He's got a shutout going through the fourth. He's on fire. The guy's shutting him down. He has one walk. They pull him. Oh, I did hear that. 
And they're like, we've got enough pitchers. We're doing this by committee. And they brought in the other guy and he got killed and they lost the game. <laughs> I heard someone's arguing that might end the Blue Jay franchise. <laughs> yeah, the fans are on fire. No, Even the Canadians get it. Everyone gets it. That's why so many people listen to the show. <laughs> That's so gnarly. First walk. Yeah, fourth I mean, inning. Shut out. Yeah. Okay, give me the ball, kid. Bye-bye. But I'm the second best starter. I'm the best starter on the team. You did a great job. We got this from here. Right. Bullpen's rested. We had a bye. It's right back to the SNL skit. Bye-bye. Hand me the ball. You're out. It's poetic justice, dude. You got to love it. Next guy comes in, blows it. Take that, Toronto. I'd like to talk about the baseball gods getting revenge on people more often. In fact, I think, you know, that could be a whole theme. Like, okay, well, that's the baseball gods. Tis. They're real. I absolutely agree with that. How many times do you see a leadoff walk? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. That's like the kiss of death in baseball. Leadoff walk turns into a run and then opens the floodgates. And it's like, it's beautiful. You're right. Leadoff walk, it's like, that's your guy. You're like, oh, shit. Not good. Jose Barrios. Mm. Now they cut him and he never plays another game. They shouldn't have walked that guy, man. Yeah. Sickening. He only threw 47 pitches. Well, now Manfred will try to make a rule to protect that somehow. Well, they would have lost their... That's the double hook would have covered this. Double hook DH covers this. Right. If you are throwing a no-hit, you can't pull him. I was thinking maybe even further punishment or just like straight up, you can't. You cannot pull out your pitcher if he's succeeding. Again, this is where the rule book swells. There's like exceptions for if the guy's actually hurt. Oh, how do you prove he's actually hurt? All right, there's a paragraph about that. Yeah, right. Hey, you got to let Manfred try if you're on Team Blow It Up. Can you solve this for us, Rob? Well, yeah. A lawyer can solve anything. It wasn't a leadoff walk. That does make it even just slightly worse. He went three plus. They pulled him after a walk. Oh, brutal. Pretty exciting stuff. The Giants are going with nostalgic value. Matt Williams is a coach now. That's pretty fun for he went from the my age group D backs to the back to the Giants. Your age group, yeah. A lot of guys did that. Oh wow, who else is on the staff? Nice. Yeah, he came with Melvin from San Diego. Oh, Pat Burrell. I like that ad. You know, for the record, Matt Williams does a mean Babe Ruth impression. Cool, really. <laughs> Better than John Goodman. You know, we should bring in Hunter Pence for that coaching staff. I feel like he'd be welcome there. Ah, oh, that's a good call. Could ride his razor to work again. He's on the Savannah Bananas now. Oh, that's even more perfect. Savannah Bananas. So in that Blue Jays game, we had a very outspoken infielder. Yeah. Bo Witten Murfred. The pitcher was not that. The pitcher's like, I love America. Okay, I'm sorry. The pitcher was like, it's fine, whatever. But the infielder was like, I hated it. Frankly, it, I mean, this is him covering his ass. He said, it's not what cost us the game. It is. It did cost him the game. But it's the kind of baseball decisions that are taking away from managers and baseball. Mm -hmm. Okay. Baseball becoming less baseball. Mm -hmm. Pros agree. Mm -hmm. This is the only guy like saying what everyone's thinking too. You know what I mean? And you're fine. You guys alluded to this early on though, as well as like, what are they supposed to do? They get paid less if they're perceived as being difficult. They can't talk shit on this. (laughs) It's their job. Find them. Probably did, right? Speaking your mind, it can be very expensive nowadays. But we're going to keep doing it on Mona Lisa Baseball. Hey guys, check this out. <laughs> They're starting a new league in the Middle East. Wow. All right. We got four teams, you guys. Let's get excited. We got the Mumbai Cobras. Copy that. 
We got the Karachi Monarchs. We got the Dubai Wolves and the Abu Dhabi Falcons. I'm fucking down. Guess who went fourth overall in the draft? Pablo Sandoval. Wow. <laughs> That's so sick. He went to the Falcons. Dude, this is headline oh, news for this man. show. How is this not top news? Why did we not start with this? Yeah, this. That's it. Wow. Yeah. Any lead on if they're playing baseball or hardball? Dude, you know they're playing hardball. Gosh. And okay, okay, guess what? Of course, this is my first question. I'm so glad you asked. I do have an email pending. I have written yes. the press agency for the league asking them yes. uh, for a copy of their rule book. They have not gotten back to me. It has been over a week. Research. Unbelievable. Mm. But I would bet my balls <laughs> or my hand or whatever they like to cut off over there mm. that uh, <laughs> it will be pretty much the same as MLB rules. All right. Except women in attendance must wear a burqa. Ooh. Well, I also heard that uh, similar to Live Golf, uh, Pablo will be receiving uh, $700 million for his first year of, of uh, service. So that's great. <gasps> Big Panda in Abu Dhabi. The Falcons, yo. The first billion-dollar baseball player, Pablo Sandoval. Oh, goodness gracious. Yeah, guys. Well, they actually drafted him as a pitcher. <laughs> Guess who went 16th overall to the Monarchs? 50-year-old Bartolo Colon. Oh, uh, wow. Cool. This is, I cannot believe I'm hearing this right now. This is all real, dude. This is incredible. This is real, dude. This is fucking incredible. This is the equivalent of live golf. Wow, this is happening. This is fucking real. Unbelievable. Wait, A1 or A3, did you guys know about this? I got nothing on this. This is amazing. No. Oh, wow. Definitely okay, not. breaking news. Worlds are opening up right now. Dang. Yeah, man. What city hosts the Worlds as their team? The Dubai Wolves. Woo-hoo. Oh, Wolves. Okay. And the, oh, okay. Yeah, are there Wolves in whatever? It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it should be the fucking mermaids, man. Oh. Come on, Wolves. Can we just say that Monarchs is super weak? Like, that's not a strong animal spirit. They're dude. all just very safe names. And like, come on. Do you know how easy it is to kill a butterfly? Mm. They are very fragile. Butterflies. Right. Interesting. The Falcons. I like that. That's cool. Falcons are cool. Kind of played out, though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Very I mean, safe. Butterflies ain't played out. Can we just say if there wasn't a team named the Cobras in this league, I'd be very disappointed in the yes, there is. <laughs> okay, who wants to choose the first name? Okay, uh, we're going to choose first. Uh, Mumbai over here. We're taking Cobras. Oh! oh God. That was our pick. Throwing of papers. And I got to say, I'm a little disappointed. No Renegades? <laughs> renegades? Renegades would have been nice. <laughs> Why? What? Yeah, that would have been nice. Can we think of better names for these teams? The Monarchs, that sucks. Wolves, I don't know, whatever. You got to give them credit. Maybe they were second up on the list and they did have Cobras and they were on the clock and it's like, oh shit, uh, Monarch. And they're like, no. Oh, totally. Do you guys want to hear a list of the most dangerous animals native to the Arabian Peninsula? Bring it. Number one, striped hyena. Hyenas, okay. Would have been a great name, right? Uh, Hyena. Let's see you here the next one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, the Arabian leopard. Leopard. The leopards. Okay. Okay. You're going to love this one. This is my favorite. Mm. Honey badger. <laughs> so dangerous. They missed the boat on that one. That's obvious. Oh, that would have been a genius move because they would have gotten memed on the internet. Like, dude, the honey badger fucks up a cobra. Oh, dude, just sign a bunch of mad dog, like crazy guys on your team. Honey badgers eat cobra for breakfast, dude. Honey badgers don't give a fuck. They don't give a shit. Yeah. 
Well, those all sound dangerous, but we're going to go with butterflies. Right. Going with butterflies. I mean, they could have just gone scorpion. I mean, that's the fourth one on the list. Okay, And yeah. they look pretty mean, man. It should have been scorpions. Be a great fucking baseball name. Like, yeah, that is a good name. And native to the area. I mean, come on. How about army ants? Or is that too many syllables? Scorpion. You want two syllables. Dude. Army that's ants. That's all I got, and those are my best four replacements. Thank you. Yeah. Nothing on army ants. <laughs> what about going beyond animals and going into like mythical stuff, like the genies, the jinns? Oh, I don't know. That's probably racist. Yeah, yeah. The Cleveland Indians and stuff. <laughs> oh, oh. All right, this is the last one for me. I got one more name that I think really, really could have been used, and it's disappointing they didn't go with the uh, Paul Bunyans. Ah. <laughs> I would have liked that. Hmm. Mm. But. You know, butterflies are cool. What about camels? Careful, they spit. They're very utilitarian. Yeah. They bunt. I mean, if we're having teams <laughs> like the Savannah Bananas out there, it's like, why not have be the Arabian camels? Yeah. Okay. I love giving the respect to camels. They definitely know how to lay down a bunt. How about the windbreakers? <laughs> That's pretty. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know which joke we're laughing at. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm dying. God, or cacti? Okay, go Falcons. Pick a team, you guys. Come on. All right. There's four of us. There's four teams. Let's pick a team. Let's put some money on it. I got Falcons. Well, I got Windbreaker. <laughs> ah, nice. <laughs> All right, I'm coming in with the expansion team, the uh, the Honey Badgers. <laughs> you know, fuck it. I'm going Monarchs. Wolves. You guys are not taking this seriously. A1, all in Wolves. Okay, great. Okay, A1 Wolves. I'm writing this down. I'm Monarchs. It's fine. Okay. Okay. Uh, A4, your Cobras. Whatever team Panda was on, I'm taking that No, team. no, I already got that. I got the Falcons. <sighs> I chose it all first. Right. Look, I brought you this news. You didn't know about this 10 <laughs> okay. minutes ago, okay? T- I get to the- choose first. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've already scouted the whole team. This is why I chose Falcons, you guys. Uh, you guys are going down. Well, let's, mm-hmm. Oh, I shouldn't have told you that before we decided how much money we were going to put on it. Well, let's just put it. Oh, we'll put a dollar. Friendly we'll put wager? a dollar on Dude, it. Dude, I got to see these ballparks. Who designed these things? They don't just have ballparks over there. I mean, it's hot as shit over there. They're not going to be able to play summer ball without a dome. So that's guaranteed. So they'll be playing these games in uh, soccer. Uh, that makes oh. sense. Mm-hmm. Converted soccer fields, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, it's trending more towards an international game. Yeah. All right. What next? I would love to talk about how overconfident the Phillies were and how annoying Phillies, how beautiful Phillies fans are. I'm not going to call them annoying. I'm not going to call them good. I'm not going to call them bad. I'm not going to call them rambunctious. I'm not going to call them belligerent. But I will say this, that when you live in a town where there's a guy making good money and you're like, hey, what do you do, Bob? He's like, well, you know, um, I have a, a bunch of grease. Okay. You have grease. Okay, cool. What do you use the grease for? Well, you know, when the Phillies win games or even when they lose games, people like to climb these lampposts and then, you know, it's it's a problem. Okay. So what's with the grease? Well, I grease the lamppost so they can't climb. And that's my job. Wow. That's what I do this time of year in Philadelphia. (laughs) (laughs) I got to say kudos to the confidence. I've never seen a group of fans that are like more psyched and then just more like fuck this team when they were walking out of the last game, you know, just you got to trade this guy. This guy's over. I can't believe this. Uh, Great town. Good baseball town. You know, I'd rather have that baseball experience than like 
oh, this is going to be sound sad than the San Francisco baseball experience. I'd rather be around a bunch of like drunk idiots who love their team and you hate it when they lose than by a bunch of people who are like, oh my God, I took the best picture. <laughs> oh, I got the fireworks in the background and like, oh, I look so hot. <laughs> you are pretty hot. Oh God. Yeah, no question. Down and dirty. You want to be with the drunkards that are baseball for life. Yep. So the Phillies were way overconfident. They, I think yeah. they won big first game, and like people were writing articles like "Can't stop the Phillies," yeah. and then boom. Yeah, D-backs represented the National League pretty well. I think they were the best. I mean, they proved to be the best team from the National mm. League, right? But I guess mm. I don't know. Mm. They, they, well, they were the hot team at the right time. I mean, that's that's a little more accurate. That's all that really matters. We. I don't know. I thought they had a shot against the Rangers. I really did. They definitely, you know, made it a ball game. I thought they looked good out there at the same time. It's just the the Rangers just had too many offensive weapons. And um, Corey Seager, baller. (laughs) That guy swings so hard at pitches. It's incredible. And he often makes contact. And I don't think he even really knows where it goes. I think his strategy is just like, I'm going to fucking swing hard on this fucking bitch. And like, I'm going to just fucking crush it. And it's usually what he does, dude. And then he ends up being the MVP, right? So kudos to him, man. Oh, he deserved it. Yeah. And I'm just stoked on Boach. I saw the champagne bath that the (laughs) Rangers players gave him, and it was a long shower. Mm. Guy was getting wet. I'm like, kind of thinking, like, go easy on this guy. This guy's an old man. Like, I don't want to catch a cold, you know? Like, get an ear infection. (laughs) But uh, nah, he was all about it. It was a little better than the dusty ice luge from last year. That was our yeah. alcohol winning moment this year was the, yeah. But I mean, like Boach is like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Whatever. We, uh, let's do this again. Yeah. Well, I tell you the, the guys in there, they really fought hard. Yeah, I was hoping we could maybe get a post champagne bath Bochy interview. Uh, Bruce Bochy, this is your fourth world series victory. How do you feel? Oh, it's a real pleasure. I tell you the guys, they fought out there so hard. We just had a game plan and we stuck to it and, you know, I'm just so proud of the guys and the whole organization. Really, uh, it's just uh, just really says a lot when uh, everybody can just buy in and uh, look at us now. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they dude, they brought him out of. Re- he was retired. You guys, he's like, I'm chilling in Florida, and they're like, we need you. We need an old guy who knows how to toe the line, who everyone respects. Because we're going to tell you to tell them to do things, and they're going to listen to it better if they respect you. It's easier if you're older. He also has a tremendous hat size. Yeah. He does have a very large melon. A very large head. Tremendous. I think he's a smart guy. Well, he's got to be if he's won you know that many championships, well, especially no. with two different ball clubs. Pete Rose has won a lot of games, and he's dumb as f- so Boach isn't sure if he's coming back or not. He says he's just kind of going to think about it. He was going oh. on a long, a long drive from uh, you know Arlington to, uh, I th- I forget what state he lives in, but he said it was like a, a long drive. He could just ride off into the sunset. How old this. is he? He might have the ice luge riding co-pilot on his long drive. I'd like to know more about this long drive. Oh, Okay, Bruce Bochy's only 68. Okay. Okay. You know, he's Dusty Baker's old. Bruce Bochy's still he's still squeezing into the uniform. A3, you got anything on the Bochy situation? I wanted to not want him to win, I guess. Like, I, I had this weird, like, selfish Giants moment of I want him to win it only f- <laughs> for us, for what he did for the city and the team that I love three times. 
But then I got over that pretty quickly and watching him when it was pretty sweet. So good for him, you know? Fuck it. He brought it to Texas. It's his thing. He's got the magic touch. Yeah. Guys want to play it for him, you know? And go Monarchs. That's all. That's all I'm thinking about over here right now is all, I'm all in Monarchs. (laughs) Okay. I love this. This is going to be good. We're going to cover this throughout the season. Wait, hold on. What was my team again? You got the Cobras, bro. I'm the Cobras. Oh, man. Okay. Yeah. All right. Still on my mind. So I was talking to A4 today, and we're talking about the NBA midseason tournament. It's more complicated than I could even imagine, and I'm absolutely certain like all other leagues are going to do this. And it really made me think of Bat Your Pitcher Friday, mm-hmm. because every Friday, there's a little more at stake, because those games count towards the midseason tournament. And I've also been told that they paint the floor a different color so you know it's special because that's important. That mm. When you watch the highlights later, you're like, oh, wait, hold on. This was a game that counted towards the midseason tournament, right? If they're doing this to combat teams that are going to rest their stars in the middle of the season or things like that, well, then let's put more on the line. And what is on the line? Well, is it a ring that nobody cares about? No, it's going to be money. They're going to give the players a half a mil. Is it half a mil, A4? Uh, that's what I believe is correct, yes. You get a half a mil if you win, and then maybe, like, what, less if you come in second? Uh, how does it work? Fill us in on this, man. From what I understand, and I, I think you summarize it pretty well, first off, I'm not sure if it's just on Fridays. It could be, like, a weekend thing. It's just, I, I think it, they time it well with it's time for people to enjoy the NBA, whether that's a Thursday night or a Friday night. I'm not sure exactly, uh, but I'm pretty sure most Friday games have the league play can we say one game a week or two games a week or something like oh that? yeah i think that's okay definitely at least one and this is going to be a special game this is uh the mid-season championship league that they have thing going on uh, yes oh, the- don't we have to not call it champions this is not a champion this is a this is what they're calling this it. is a <laughs> marauder <laughs> The mid-season tournament, we'll just, that's what they're, we'll call it. But The mid-season um, tournament winner. So you asked me if it's a special game. I would have to say yes, for the reasons that you mentioned. And I can confirm that they do, like, paint the color or they have a different uh, color of, of the hardwood um, on the floor. And it, yes, it's supposed to denote that they are playing a, a mid-season game and this counts towards that tournament. Okay. And uh, so right now in this early stage of the season, we're in the group stage play. And then eventually they'll advance to uh, a final four, which those four games will be held in Las Vegas for you know the mid-season tournament finals. And those games are scheduled to be in mid-December. And right now in my current employment schedule, it says that those games in mid-December are TBA. So we need to be on call and ready to go, whether we are in that, those games or not. So pretty interesting. And I'm just, this is kind of like new information for me too. It's all kind of coming together. I don't think anybody really knew exactly if you're like yeah. an average fan, like how this was going to actually play out. But now that you see on the highlights, like this different color, like obvious, it's like a darker tint of the team's natural color. So if like your off color is blue, like most of the court is a blue color as opposed to like that classic hardwood stained wood that you might think of when you think of basketball court. So um, anyways, if you listen to Steph Curry after the first game, because it actually ended up being a really competitive game and um, that the Warriors just barely edged out to their opponent. I'm forgetting the the Grizzlies or somebody, but the Rockets. 
Steph Curry has a pretty interesting response to it. He agreed that it kind of like stepped up and elevated the tension and um, and whatnot. And and like the, they asked him, like you know, is it more incentive to like win the midseason tournament? And he he said yes. I don't know. And it didn't really. Maybe he was a puppet to that response. Half maybe no. he was supposed to say that. You know. But I, I kind of you know I believed him. Like yeah, it was something about that game. You know, whether it's close or not, but there were just kind of more things involved that kind of made it special. <laughs> this is video game shit. Changing the court. That's NBA 2K. Like, Yeah, the courts were extra bouncy that night oh, too. Man. Every Friday or every weekend or whatever, there's going to be a special game. That game counts towards a weird tournament that's going to happen and resolve. And it's called the mid-season tournament, but I guess it's happening right now and it's the beginning of the season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, great. Yeah, it's going to be wrapped up before you know it. <laughs> Yeah, we'll have a champion real soon. I'm real excited about it. Mm. <laughs> champion. No. Yeah. No. Champion. Okay. What is the eventual result of this kind of thinking? Okay. You're going to get every week there's a tournament and every week there's a champion and every week there's a trophy right. and every week it's the best thing ever. And, and you got to cover this news mania. It's like, well, if you do it every week, it doesn't mean shit. Right. If you do it twice a year, it means less than it does if you do it once a year. But we can keep putting straws on the camel's back, but it's still the, the camel can hold a lot more. The Falcon. Like, right. We have not saturated this market yet. It's like we can just keep. And that's what the NBA commissioners and all those sports commissioners are realizing. Like we can keep doing this until it's not popular, until it doesn't give us anymore, until it, we finally mm. crescendo and peak. And right now it's not there yet. Yeah. So they're just going to keep blowing shit up. <laughs> could be interesting hit this guy down oh i want to hear this so bad And you're fine. Movie serial Leslie Nielsen. Yes, let's move on. Big Panda in Abu Dhabi. Or maybe hit with aluminum bat day. Mm. Yeah, there you go. Call it bink day. Yep, there we go. Let's rack up some points. Bink. So many points.